0: At the age of 26, Angel was dating a man named Joe, who was 24. They'd known each other for five years and had been sexual for the last three. The attraction was mutual. Joe persuaded me equally, as I did him, Angel said. Joe lived with his mother who never approved of this friendship. She had been vocal about her objections on a number of occasions, but the two men continued to see each other, until the mom pressed charges against Angel. Joe had been diagnosed with a learning disability as a child. Joe had a job, bought his own clothes, did everything for himself even though he lived at home. True, when he tried to use big words, he mixed them up a lot, but he seemed completely normal. No one thought there was anything wrong with him. Not according to Joe's mother though, and more crucially, not according to the law. She took Joe to the police along with the documentation of his disability. And claimed that her son was retarded and being taken advantage of sexually by Angel. Shortly thereafter, Angel was charged with sodomy one, a crime that carries 15 to 25 years if convicted. Angel's lawyer advised him to plea bargain. Although he had absolutely no criminal record, the lawyer felt that the jury would sympathize with Joe and his mother, thinking that a retarded man had been, in fact, been raped repeatedly over three years. A bad image for a jury indeed. The plea bargain sentence was forwarded 12 years with a good probability of parole at the low end. Angel had no choice but to take the deal. His prison horrors began on Rikers Island. The corrections officers were worse than the inmates, Angel said. They sold drugs to the prisoners, beat them, gambled, and totally ignored the rapes. Saw a lot of used needles laying around. I was lucky, although I was gay, I was able to hide it, so I was not prey to being raped. I did have lots of sex, though. Rikers Island has a separate section for gay men, nicknamed Homo House. In this section, you can have sex anywhere. No one stops it. According to Angel, you sign yourself in on a form stating that you're gay. You sign yourself out with a reverse form stating that you no longer think you're gay and feel comfortable in general population. Many times I signed myself in and out on the same day. I speculated this must provide some measure of protection against rape. But Angel answered answer the definitive hell, no. If someone wants to rape you, they can sign themselves into the homo house for the day. Get you then sign out again. How about the situation of young people in prison, I asked. Straight young kids, especially if they're first-time offenders, get raped regularly, he said. They call them sweet boys. Guys use them, pass them along to their friends. Finally, when the situation gets bad enough, these kids go to protective custody. That's no good either. It's just like the homo house. Anyone can say they need PC. Come in and settle the score. This isn't the answer either. Really, there is no answer. There's no safe place on Rikers Island. Physical protection is only one of the issues. Condoms are not available in jail. They're neither encouraged nor discussed. All these guys were having sex around me, says Angel. There's more sex than ever going on in the homo house and all at Rikers Island. And all the straight guys do it too, even though they mostly deny it. But it's never talked about. There were long spells of time when I had sex about 30 times a week. I actually stopped counting I never used a condom I don't know of one person who did Angel entered prison being HIV negative he had himself tested a few months before his trial today he's positive needless to say that changed during his prison time I was astounded that widespread sexual activity could transpire in a county jail where I assumed privacy did not exist but more so if it did occur with such frequency. Why no condoms? The administration won't give out condoms except if you're having a family visit. And that's only for heterosexual activity. Besides, you have to return used condoms in order to get another one. As far as privacy, well, you can always find a place. Max security jails are the best. You just put up your sheet on your cell and do what you want everybody minds their business. Angel has widespread experience with the prisons in New York State. During his incarceration period he did time at Greenhaven, Clinton, Elmira, Sing Sing, and Arthur Kill. All but the last of maximum security institutions. Why so many shifts I ask? I don't want the guards to get too familiar with the inmates or the prisoners learn the administrative procedures. so they move us around a lot in New York. In Clinton, there's strict security because the inmates are more dangerous and their families are far away. It's very isolated. Prisoners get very edgy when they don't get visits for a while. I asked about the other prisons, Attica, Comsec, Clinton. He said those are the three worst in New York. But in all of them, the guards act like they don't see what's going on, especially if it's the end of their shift and they're getting ready to go home. They're not going to do any paperwork. Some prisons are cooking facilities, angels advise me. Clinton, for example. There are large drums in the yard where you can cook. Any prisoner can cook in his own cell. You're supposed to use only plastic pots. Metal can be used for violence. You can have a water heater and cook a lot of things on that. I asked where the food come from. He said you can buy it at the prison, or you can have it brought in from the outside. Who would do that? I wondered, aside from the occasional family member. There's some guards who will bring food in, but at a very high price. And there's some good ones who'll just do it for free every now and then. There was just one who helped me this way. Initially, he was bringing groceries and not overcharging me. Then after a while, he asked if he could eat with me. I began to realize he was attracted to me. One night he asked if we could be friends. I knew what he meant. But I said, "What do you mean? We're already friends, right?" He said, "You know, really good friends." And I said, "Oh, like special friends?" He said, "Yeah." So we started having sex after that. Their affair continued until the guard got transferred. Quite a while later. For some time they corresponded by mail but Angel has lost contact. The guard is now divorced and living in a remote part of upstate New York. He's one of the few people who was kind to me while I was in jail. When Angel approached his four-year parole review he was excited about the possibility of being free. Angel asked whether he felt remorse for the crime. I said, in all sincerity, that never was a crime in the first place, so there's no remorse to be felt. But they didn't like that, so they denied my parole. I learned quickly that you have to tell them you're sorry, even if you didn't do anything wrong. I never made that mistake again. Shortly thereafter, Angel came up for parole again. This time he admitted the all-important remorse and apologized. He was freed on conditional parole, but he committed a parole violation, going out of state without permission. I knew I shouldn't have left New York without advising my parole, Officer Angel said, but I thought I was only going away for the weekend. Once I got to Virginia Beach, I was having a good time and decided to stay. It was my own fault. I knew I should have reported that I was missing, but I didn't, and I paid for that mistake. Today, Angel's still on parole, having served nearly 11 years of his sentence. In December, pending no further violations, he will be finished. But the times he experienced while incarcerated will always be part of his being. In jail, it's husbands and wives, not boyfriends, lovers, or partners. And these terms are used openly, without shame. I never got into that, even though most guys do. In fact, lots of, lots of husbands prefer butch-looking wives so they don't draw that much attention to themselves. If you become someone's husband or wife, you have to be monogamous. And once there's a problem, there's violence. I always use the term special friend for someone I was having regular sex with. They didn't get so attached. Once in Sing Sing, there was a three-week lockdown. That means no visitors, no nothing. All this because they found a 9mm gun and two clips of ammo in an inmate's cell. And these were a plant by a guard who was looking to get even with the inmate. Couldn't possibly get a 9mm in the scene, seeing they strip search you every time you enter the facility. I didn't understand the significance of the lockdown. People get real panic-stricken, Angel said. No one can come out of a cell. You can only shower once a week. No visitors. can't get commissary. He said, but I was prepared for it. I've been keeping a lockdown bag in my cell with cigarettes, coffee, and other items just in case. Other inmates weren't always prepared, though. And often, thus, their behavior became quirky and dangerous when they started needing things. There are actually jails that operate in permanent lockdown mode. Southport is one. They shut down 23 hours of every day, said Angel. It's a bad place. You wind up in Southport if you've been in a jail a very long time and keep getting transferred. If you go to PC too often, they'll ship you over there so you're safe. So it's full of some of the worst prisoners and these young sweet boys trying to hide from those prisoners. Makes for a bad combination. How are people with HIV treated in prison, I asked. Badly, and not only by the inmates He replied. the medical department is the worst, really. They don't want you to keep coming back saying you're sick. Every time they do, they say take two Tylenols and go back to your cell. That's the answer for everything in prison, but especially if they know you're positive. And very few prisoners are even willing to admit it. I asked about testing. It's optional testing for HIV, Angel said. When you enter prison, you get tested for tuberculosis and hepatitis, that's it. Even the dentists are prejudiced. If you admit that you're positive, you have to start writing letters in order to get dental care. They'll find excuses not to treat you. Unless you keep up the prison, you'll never get your teeth taken care of. If they know you're positive, the other prisoners treat you like you have the plague. They never found out about me because I never needed meds. I just took vitamins and thank God I stayed healthy. I asked if cocktail medications were available. Only generic versions and usually outdated ones. Besides, who wants to admit they have HIV in prison? That's going to create more problems, not solve any. I asked Angel if there was any education effort in prison regarding HIV. In the last few years, some groups and workshops have come about. They're mostly on prevention and safe sex, which is a joke because you can't get condoms. But if you go, you have to attend secretly. If you're seen and you're suspected of having HIV, and that's the worst. What are the ramifications of being identified? There are so many, it's hard to know where to start. For one, if you're, if you're friendly with a suspected gay person, and you even cough, you're considered positive. That's a fast communication system in a jail cell. The inmates really run everything. They work in medical. They work in records, cafeteria. They pass out all the information. Also, the medical department leaves its doors open during examination so others can see and hear much of what's going on inside. If anyone hears the word T-cells, you're finished. Then if the correction officer doesn't like you, he'll check your medical records. If he finds you positive, he'll spread it around. Finally, and worst of all, there's rumor. All you have to do is start one on somebody and they become suspect. Also, Angel told me that the New York State Department of Corrections gives out prisoners' information publicly. They charge sentence and schedule release dates and even medical records publicly. I asked Angel if he'd use condoms if available. Absolutely, was his immediate response. I practiced safe sex before I went to jail. No one does on the inside. I bet that 80% of the inmates up there were positive and no one talks about it there's any real rehabilitation in prison it's voluntary and almost nobody does it but if you're not a high school graduate you have to work on your GED and nothing else here then there are behavioral groups dealing with substance abuse healing things like that you say I got a certificate as a welder though and that took 400 hours also got a food handling certificate You can study automotive repair, carpentry, also furniture making, refrigeration, and peer counseling. There are classes in general business computer skills. In Attica, you can learn to make license plates. In Clinton, there's a tailor shop where you can learn to make uniforms for corrections officers. Both of these are paying jobs, but it isn't much. If you don't have a high school diploma, you start at 28 cents an hour here in New York. But after you get experience and your diploma, That pay gets to about $100 a week. This helps you pay for phone calls, cigarettes, and maybe send some money to your family. What are the employment opportunities in prison with skills? Not much. There's some agencies that might hire you. But basically, you have to do it yourself. Amazingly, Angel's optimistic about his future. He has any bitterness about the past 11 years? Of course. I sometimes think of trying to contact that corrections officer I had to fare with. He was the nice guy.